Welcome to the Better Off Bonus Call of the Week. We're sponsored by Betterment, the largest independent online financial advisor. Now, remember, I love doing these segments because I am the senior CFP board ambassador, a certified financial planner. Mark wants to be a certified financial planner. We love this stuff. He's not sure he wants to be a financial planner, but he likes the knowledge. But we love this stuff. We love to talk to you about what's going on in your bigger picture financial lives. So if you'd like to join us on the program, send us an email. Ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. Ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. Two chances to get on the program this bonus call of the week, as well as on our longer show on Thursdays when we add the listener question of the week after the interview. So give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. And right now we're going to Ari, who's on the line from New York. Hello, Ari, and how are you? Hey, Jill. It's wonderful to be here. I'm a big fan of yours. I love your podcast. Never miss an episode. Oh, thank you so much. Tell me what's going on and how we might be able to help you out today. Sure. Well, uh, the reason I wrote was I wanted to ask your opinion on how to deal with an issue that I'm encountering as I'm getting a bit older. I'm uh, 50 years old, and I have, I'm a single man, although I'm likely going to get married sometime soon. And I, uh, I've been accumulating assets over the years. I'm a physician in New York City. And um, as I'm accumulating assets, what I'm learning is that I have more and more money in stocks than I do in bonds. And I'm turning 50 now, and so I'm thinking I need to rebalance a little bit. And I'm asking you for some advice regarding this. What kind of doctor are you? Because maybe I'm going to trade this financial advice for a doctor's visit. (laughs) I'm not sure I'm going to be able to help you because I work in a pediatric subspecialty. Damn. (laughs) All right. All right. I'm going to help you anyway. Okay. I appreciate that. Um, So you're going to get married, but right now single. Are you self-employed or do you have an employer like a hospital-based employer? No, I'm a hospital-based employee, mm-hmm. and um, just to give you an idea, I've accumulated money both in a 403 account, IRA account, as well as a taxable uh, account. Okay, give me the breakdown. 403B, how much? I have approximately $1.2 million. Okay, IRA, how much? Uh, about uh, about $100,000. Okay, taxable, how much? A little over $2 million. okay. Own a place or rent a place? I own the place. I have, uh, I've paid off half of the mortgage, but I still have a very substantial mortgage left with a 3.5% mortgage rate, 30-year loan. Okay. And how much is the outstanding mortgage? About $900,000. What do you figure the place is worth? Uh, approximately two to $2.2 million. Okay. And how much do you earn, approximately? You don't have to give me the, you know. Uh, I make over $400,000 a year. Okay. Right now, cash flow is good? Yeah. I, I Listen, I'm very pleased with my salary. I enjoy my work. I, uh, I really, my, my big question and the reason I wrote to you is that, you know, I'm 50 years old. From everything I've read about personal finance, from things that you've said on your podcast, I'm getting the impression that at this point, I should probably at least have approximately 20 or 25% of my assets in something fixed income like bonds. Mm -hmm. But because of the run-up in the stock market, I now find myself with only about 15% in bonds in my taxable account. In my non-taxable, I'm pretty good because it's easy to rebalance without any tax consequences. You have big gains in the taxable account? That's correct. Are there any gains or do you have any losses anywhere? 
Not really, because I'm a very long-term buy-and-hold investor, so pretty much anything I own has gains on it. Okay, how would you feel about this as a concept? I know that we all tend to do this. We tend to look at our investments account by account, right? You say, well, I'm doing well. I'm 50-50 in my 403B and I'm 50-50 in my IRA, but I only have 15% in my taxable on my bond side. And yet, if you were to make these big shifts, you would have to suck it up and pay a big tax. And I don't really want to make you do that. It seems like an unnecessary move. But what you could do is you could shift the 403B and the IRA and kind of make those your fixed income investments. In other words, you could say, all right, let's say that my taxable account is 85 stocks and 15 bonds. What if I were 85 or 90% in fixed in my 403B and my IRA? And then the total, like the total allocation looks like it should for a guy who wants to start reducing his risk. How, how would you feel about that? Well, I think that's, I've read that that's one way to do it without incurring a tax, and I suppose that makes very good sense. Um, I, I, let me ask you this, Jill, for a man of 50 who's yeah. hoping to work at least another 15 years, mm-hmm. is a 20 to 25% bond allocation in line with what generally is recommended? Well, it would really, it, it sounds to me like you have a higher risk tolerance um, than most. Because I think that, you know, I would say that an aggressive portfolio for someone who is 50 might be 80-20 or 75-25. But, you know, it could also be 70-30. That would be a growth portfolio. And maybe that's what you're going to try to shift towards. So it's not that it's a, it's really based on how much, money you're going to need, when you're going to need it, and your ability to withstand risk. So in my mind, if you're saying to me, I never panic, I mean, I feel like I want to kind of smooth the ride out a little bit, and you start shifting more into the bond arena, that's fine. But if you are getting very antsy, if we speak in two months and we've had a you know a 25% move down in the stock market and you're ready to liquidate everything because you're freaking out, then I want you to get to a different allocation faster. But if you can absorb it and you really do have 10 or 15 years, you can slowly work towards a more balanced portfolio and then it's fine. So it's really, it's so weird about risk because it is so personal. Since we know you don't need the money tomorrow, this is now about what you can absorb, and I want to make sure you've got an allocation that's going to prevent you from panicking more than anything else. So if that, yeah, if you can live with it, then, then I'm cool with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like with a 15-year time horizon, it's unlikely that I'm going to end up with less money with a relatively aggressive portfolio. Right. And I sort of sat through 2007, 2008, and 2000 and didn't really lose anything, just kept pouring in, you know, with automatic you know, investments uh, through various mutual funds. Well, then, so then that's what I would do. I would really try to give myself a chance to look at the big picture. In other words, you don't have a, you know, say, okay, I have a $3.3 million portfolio. That's how I want you to look at it. And the way that I'm going to get access to the bond market is going to be in those tax-deferred accounts. And so I shouldn't be worried that even though I'm going to bonds in the tax-deferred, I'm sort of 
losing a lot of money, though, with that tax deferral on losing stocks. I guess the bottom Why? line is... You're not losing money. Think of it this way. I got a pot of $3.3 million. I might even suggest to you that you will probably find better bond options inside of your 403B and your IRA because then you're not going to be confined to saying, I want to get a muni, right? Because you're a guy in your tax bracket you'd, and, and living in New York, you'd want a triple tax exempt bond. And triple track. Right. So triple tax exempt bonds. There aren't that many that are good. You might even have better choices for fixed income inside of your retirement account because you can buy taxable bonds. I see. I see. And I assume you are a big fan of indexing for that sort of stuff as well. I am with a caveat. Um, I am a fan of indexing, but. If you don't have an index fund, if you have sometimes 403Bs have a really good fixed account. Like if you work, I'm going to make this up because I don't know where you work, but I'm going to just make it up because I know the area. If you work at Columbia Presbyterian and Columbia Presbyterian uses TIAA CREF and your TIAA fixed side is an amazing high interest bearing fixed account, then I might use that. So it depends what you have, but I do believe that you can have a managed bond fund, even especially if it's, there are some international bonds, they tend to be pretty good. But for just a boring, hey, I'm, I'm investing in a Vanguard intermediate term fund, it's inside my 403B, that I use an index for. Got it. Got it. Well, this has been greatly helpful, as I expected it would be from you. Fantastic. Thank you so much for calling, and uh, let us know if you have any other questions, okay? And thank you for everything you do. Love the podcast. Thanks a lot. Take care, buddy. Okay, that's a wrap of our Better Off Bonus Question of the Week. If you've got a question, it's simple. Send us an email at askjill at betteroffpodcast.com. We'll arrange to get you on. And don't forget, in just a couple of days, there's a brand new episode of the Better Off Podcast sponsored by Betterment. Talk to you then. Bye.